Walla, because we're back, back on the recordings, doing an episode of the sound checks again. Your weekly-ish music digest of all Remem- things musics. Remem- Remembering. Remember when we said we were going to do an interview every week up until Christmas? And to be fair, we half achieved that. I mean, we have enough. We have enough interviews to probably last us till mid-February. Yeah. Um, so and we have good got ones the as well. We, like we've, just, we've just not put them out. Yeah, we did the hard bits. It's Christmas though. It's just Christmas, isn't it? It's Christmas. Really? We've been busy drinking, buying presents, eating. You know, this has been the worst year for me. It's got absolutely nothing to do with music. Uh, it's been the most stressful Christmas present buying. Uh, Why is that? I don't know. My mum's asked for something. That you can't buy on the internet. You have to go into a shop to oh, get. You have to what? What year exactly, is it? Exactly. Mike it's, Ashley's having a field day with it's, you. Um, it's uh, from a local artist in uh, on on the high street where right. my mum lives. He doesn't take American Express. He wouldn't. Pay, he wouldn't take PayPal. I was like, well, what does he just take? Like like shillings? Yeah. Or like penny farthings? Just flour, yeah. like raw materials. Goats. You just trade him. You have to barter. Yeah, I had to take Letitia in and say, will you take her? And he said, no. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Mine's been quite stress-free-ish. Like, uh, my dad just wanted a donation to a charity. I was like, did oh, you do, um, did, uh, which charity did you? Uh, save the donkeys, because they're the most like, abused animals. So we'll go with the donkeys. Uh, and we do Secret Santa on one side of my family. Do you? Uh, that, and that is the most stressful bit, because I've not sorted that yet. Is that with like your cousins and stuff? Uh, everyone, so like uh, cousins, aunts, grandparents. How many cousins, yeah. Uh, on that side, I've got like six cousins. That's that's a lot. Do you know? So as as we talked, sorry, about, I say six. There's six, like including me. Yeah. So like, you know, we talked uh, in in quite detail about the. Um, yeah, you probably don't remember when we had Jamie on the podcast. I went into great detail about Letitia's immediate family. I don't remember this now. Um, Remember, we had the uh, the Nazi plumber. Oh yeah, yeah, the and Nazi were, plumber. And then yeah. we went into uh, what what all of Letitia's family's siblings were called. Well, we worked out the other day that I have um, three cousins. I don't, we didn't that, that didn't take us long to work out. We worked out that in her so there's three cousins, one aunt, one uncle in my in the rest of my family. Right. In her family. There's, I think there was 45... Is that, is that both sides? Yeah. Three, oh, so I have six on one side. There's six of us on one side. But 45 is insane. Four, I think that included aunts and, aunts and uncles as well, but 45 people in that one side of the family. Well, their parents are busy, aren't they? Yeah. Wow. Like, how do you even buy for that many people? I think you just don't. I you don't just know. don't. Yeah. How do you cook for that many people? Big pots. You just don't. Large pots. Yeah, big pots. He started cooking in November on the slow burn. But yeah, it's been really stressful. I d- and like even people who have asked for things that I could just buy, that's become a stress. What is, well, with, even with Amazon, you just click. Yeah, on. no, but it's just been like, like I've been given a list of, oh, this is the stuff I want. My dad's either give me stuff that's about £900. Right. Or a tenner. Right, okay, socks. And it's like, right. Anything can, in between, no. I, yeah, I can either be bankrupt <laughs> or I can look like a terrible son and be like, here you go, Dad, here's, your, here's the DVD you asked for. I was in um, 
uh, I can't remember, I was in a restaurant the other day and I overheard like these two guys talking that they were, they were just mates. They're about like 45, 50 years old and that they just bumped into each other. And um, they, they were saying about what they'd asked for for Christmas. And this guy was like, I've asked for a new DVD player. <laughs> It's like, what is 2018? How are you asking for a new DVD? What happened to your old one? My uh, my dad just won't. He won't get on board. He won't. He's not. He's not up with a digital. No. Someone at work was telling me about um the, they were excited about the new Disney, uh like legacy box office uh box set, on Blu-ray where it's every Disney film from 1930 something yeah. to 2015. A and box that, set. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a giant chest. It's like a like a treasure chest, right? Full of Blu-ray DVDs, and I'm like, my laptop doesn't have a disc player anymore. I don't know what would I be able to play that on yeah. my Xbox, and that's it. But you know, it's not the the stress for me has been just living in the UK. That has been a yeah, stressful experience. True. Like every day, I turn on BBC News well, with the, a sense of dread. The one <laughs> the one day. thing I will say though is, in the last fortnight or so, I think I've watched the news more than I have. Ever. A very, yeah. very long time. Yeah. Uh, for context, for those listening back and don't want to cross-reference the date, we're currently in a Brexit chaos, <laughs> as, as the newspapers are calling They're, it. If you're listening and you threw the rubble of the uh, the broken country that we used to call Britain, <laughs> and you found a laptop that for some reason still has charge, then you will know. And you're using the satellites yeah. to get internet. Will Smith is across the country with his dog, <laughs> trying to find other survivors. Fresh off YouTube Rewind. I am Will Smith. Will Smith in the new blockbuster film, I Am Brexit. <laughs> but yeah, we've just had the uh, the Commons vote delayed, and now uh, no one really knows what's happening at all. Um, and every day, I'm just filled with anxiety, because in my mind, and... I've spoke to people who are just not interested in politics and they're like, oh, I'm, I'm thinking about, I, I need to learn more about this Brexit thing. And I'm like, don't, don't, don't bother. Like, don't learn more. No. Because it'd be the worst thing you ever do. Have you watched any of that? It's become, in the last couple of days, it's become my new favourite thing to do on YouTube is just to watch... James O'Brien of LBC. I'm not a big fan of James O'Brien. Um, just speak to Brexiteers. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. even regardless of what you think of him, that is entertaining. It's him, them going. Oh no, we. Oh, it's my. Lo- I saw, saw one. It was this ki- this guy, this person who I thought would have been younger than us. It turns out was 35. Was like, no, I just want it to be like back like it was in the 90s. And James O'Brien was like, why? What about the 90s? It was just better. Yes, but what about the 90s was better? James, it was just better. Yeah, I I understand you think it was better, but tell me why. And it's it's just, it's really... I feel like it's, as much as I love watching that, have you seen the one where the guy bursts into tears? Yeah, yeah. What have I done to my country? (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm just, I'm fueling my own echo chamber by watching that. I'm watching more things that I agree with, and I'm going, go on, James. Go on, James. Kick yeah, your mosses yeah, down, James. But that's the, that's the thing. I don't think stuff like that isn't isn't fueling your echo chamber because it's there's no there's there's no, nothing. It's come, there's no substance coming from that side, is there? 
There, there isn't from the people who are phoning up the LBC no. main. Even if you, one. did you see the Nigel Farage, Alistair Campbell, um, and some other bloke on Good Morning Britain? No. And literally, not all, all Nigel Farage was doing throughout that debate was leave means leave. That's all he kept saying. It's like someone give me something. It's fucking awful. I hate it, and it's just like I, I never want to be this interested in UK politics ever again. No. Like, I, I never have, want to know what the common fisheries policy is. That's not something I want to be reading about. I uh, I went to uh, the Choose Laughs uh, comedy special to help uh, help the refugees. I it was like Joe, a benefit. Uh, was Stuart Lee doing that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, That's that. what I was yeah. about to come on to. Stuart Lee. He's my favourite comedian. He is very, very good. I enjoy him a great deal. Uh, Stuart Lee... Uh, came out dressed as Santa right and did a full 15 minutes about how Brexit was going to affect Santa uh delivering all his presents but used like proper EU laws and <laughs> stuff and and it was it was so bizarre but also really quite amazing at the same time Stuart Lee is my favorite sketch on Brexit I don't know if you've seen it on content provider yeah. it, says, it wasn't just racist and people with legitimate anxieties about close political ties with Europe. My favourite bit of that is when he comes back out and does does exactly (laughs) the same thing with Trump, but then goes, oh, I can see some of you are a bit confused. Oh, he's come out and he's done the same bit again. If you haven't seen it, it's all on YouTube. It's all on the YouTube. Type in Stuart Lee. Uh, Trivia, he supported a band called the Nightingales at the Hare and Hounds. He is from Solihull, went yeah, to Solihull yeah, School. And his first ever gig was at Hare and Hounds. And he said, um, I've just come off the back of a really big tour. Um, I can't really remember the content I was doing on that. So the only content I do remember is my 1988 warm-up show. So I'm just going to do that. That's what he did word for when word. I saw it. So he, someone else pulled out, so he had to do a second bit. Yeah, oh, okay. And he did that again. It didn't change any of the cultural no. references, just gets yeah. it all the same. It's but very yeah. good. Very turbulent time to be in the yeah, UK. What a, what a, what a world we live in. Think it's it's probably are. the most depressing start of 10 minutes into a podcast we've ever done. That's all right. And uh, what a way to kick it off with some more news about Cameron's, uh, not not favourite band, but a much-loved band. Oh. I don't know, I don't know if I can say what, your favourite band. I, well, it's a weird one. It, they're up there. They've got the, a special place in your heart. They're, on, they? they're in that top level. That echelon yeah. of like... If they, if, they made, if they made the European Super League for football, yeah. they would be in that for They'd me. be up in there for you. Yeah. Uh, and it's lower than Atlantis, uh, which we've, we've covered quite extensively over the podcast time. Pretty much everything they've ever done since we've been doing the podcast we've talked about, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. and uh, they've been a part of your life since, we say world record, which is there, or maybe before Two's, that, I don't know about Farquhar I can Breton. tell you, um, no, definitely listen, didn't listen to Britain. Uh, didn't listen to Farky when it came out. I remember Alex Hurdley and Steve. I don't know why I said Alex's full name. Um, go add him on Facebook. He'll love that. Uh, uh, I remember Alex and Steve talking about it in the sixth form common room, talking about world record come out, and Steve was like, oh, I bloody love the, the new... Uh, lower than Atlantis record I like that he's not screaming anymore and he's singing I like his voice and then Alex was like he wasn't even screaming he was more like shouting um, <laughs> I love those voices uh, that you picked <laughs> uh, and I remember going oh 
that's interesting. I've never heard of this band. I always used to get them confused with Twin Atlantic. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I was walking my previous dog, Hugo, may he rest in peace, oh, okay. uh, down Conquer Lane. And uh, I remember ROI coming on, on Shuffle, because I downloaded them, uh, that record, and being like, what the fuck is this? What is this? And yeah, it changed my life. And then my parents split up and I listened to that album shitloads, yeah, when that happened. And yeah. I wrote to Mike Juice. Did you? I wrote Did a three-page letter. And then this was when, like, getting tweets were, like, cool. Like, you know, when it was, like, a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't realise that just people are... And I remember he tweeted being like, this is the first letter I've received off a man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks for all your kind words and... I sent him a Tomorrow Trusses demo and they never sent it back. Oh. And then now they're splitting up. Did we say that? Did we say No, we break? didn't say they're splitting up. We said there's sad news about it. Yeah. But though Atlantis are taking a break, splitting up, yeah. going away from music for a few years. Uh, I think there have been quite a lot of conflicting messages uh, in their promotion of the, the Well, tour. I was thinking this, but I think you're getting confused Okay, with... What so we interviewed Atlantis manager Jamie, yeah. which was the last episode I think we put out. Um, no, it wasn't, was it? So the, I, I'm referring to the initial post. Yeah, yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm, I think because of what. So we interviewed Jamie a week before that news yeah. came out. Jamie told us that information. Uh, but we're under when, embargo, yeah, obviously. When we were in his house. And he said to us, and I don't think he'll mind us saying that, that he can't see there never being another Lothar Atlantis record, and he reckons in a few years they'll come, they'll come back. Yeah, which is pure speculation on his, his yeah. part. But and then they yeah. put out the initial, we we need some time. Yeah, and then, but then since then they've been saying. This is the last. Yeah, yeah. So the the initial like essay post that they they put out on Facebook that was um that was more ambiguous as it was more like a hiatus post. But then the poster came out for the final tour. Yeah. So that 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 was my confusion about it, like in terms of how they're portraying this. But it makes monetary sense to say it's the final tour, doesn't it? Before, yeah. Please see Alexis on fire. Yeah. CC. Uh. AOF. What was? It? And since then. A, a really strange uh, addition to this story is that the drummer of Lord Lance's, Eddie, has now become busted legit drummer. band drummer, show drummer. Right. But is, he, they, is he touring a session? Yeah, or? he's going on their arena tour. But then they have also been saying, like, oh, he's joined the band. Yeah. Because they, they wouldn't put out a post for someone just joining a, as a touring member, would they? I think I think it's probably a we've got quite a high profile drummer. Yeah, Eddie's probably put into his contract that they have to kind of announce it because he's got his website and stuff. Right, as I suppose now he's now looking for work beyond yeah beyond LTA. It will be very interesting to see what they do because obviously Mike. Is writing for other people all the time and has yeah. been for a while. It's a bit. It's one of those things, isn't it? That's like, what do 
the other members of a band like that go on to do? I can see it going the way of, um, uh, interestingly, on the note of Busted, of Fightstar. Uh, and that, that sounds like a strange parallel to make. But all the members of Fightstar, Charlie's the most prolific one, obviously. Uh, but they've all got their own side projects, which make them like money. That's their livelihood. Yeah. And Fightstar is effectively a, a passion project now. And when they have... Have they carried on without Charlie? No, no. I think they've they've got another side band which they do just to keep themselves busy, which is more a different kind of music. But they've not carried on without Charlie. Charlie's not left the band. They've just said that they they park it till they have time and resource to to do it. And that that's the that's the project they like doing most. Yeah. But it's not the one that they can make a livelihood from. Uh, sadly for them, uh, so they make a new album when they've got rehearsal time to do it and they've, they've got time to write it and then they tour when they've got time but ultimately it doesn't it's not enough to live on so they, they don't do it for that that reason and i can almost see lta doing that but i'm not sure about the other members of lta in there yeah i think they've all got studios now yeah yeah of course. so i think if you want to if you're a new band go ask one of them if like you can give them money to record you if you're in a band that size it, it's almost silly to not pursue other ventures because we've talked before about the almost uh shortcomings of rock as a genre, a genre now and the the ceilings as it were but between being that like uh o2 academy like few yeah, thousand yeah. person uh band to being an arena band is is now huge that gap it's very hard to jump that so i, I feel like it makes sense for artists and people all people in the band not just the lead singer to pursue other ventures and sort of shore themselves up in that area yeah and um it's actually quite into, uh, a, a little podcast uh suggestion for people uh sean smith from the blackout has started a podcast it's like we asked him literally a year ago to go on this and we were doing a feature called where is the ocean? <laughs> and now he started a podcast where he's talking to bands that have split up. Right, interesting. Is it uh, called Where is the Ocean? No, it's called Sapning. So uh, on on the note of the blackout, I was going through, uh, I was clearing out my parents' house here. They have all like the stuff yeah. I left. And I found a signed blackout We Are The Dynamite poster. Really? And I've, I've decided if we ever get them or Kids In Glass Houses on, we'll do a giveaway for that. Yeah. Just like a, a throwback one, and a sign sayers in post about it. I don't think anyone wants that. So, <laughs> yeah, but he had he had Alid Phillips on from Kids in Glass Houses, uh, and they were kind of just having a chat and like a reminisce. And it's quite an interesting listen for someone who was of a similar size to, maybe a bit smaller than Lone Lunters are now. Yeah, uh, when they split up, but hearing about what they have to say and about how they've got real jobs and and stuff it's definitely worth listening so it's the sapnin i feel like that must be the sapnin is it called like, yeah like it, sapnin it, it's happening that must be a very strange reality change really to go into a regular job where people don't care who you are well i, I suppose i think alid's working as a graphic designer yeah so um you, I, you can work from every yeah and he's sort of yeah. he's working for a company that seemed quite cool uh and i imagine uh, he it's another creative field. Yeah. So you kind of get to express yourself. But yeah, imagine if you like but go people, from being in a successful like, band to being a postman. You don't get five thousand people screaming the word at yeah. the name of a graphic designer, though, do you? That's the thing. I think it's just a 
it must be a, a totally different change of pace to any other career. Yeah. Other than like, well, that's why they say that people get seriously like addicted to drugs and stuff, don't yeah. they? Because they can't deal with the not having the and going from the massive ups and coming off stage and being like, "This is this is horrendous." <laughs> so quiet. This is horrible. I'm working in an office now. I've got TPS cover sheet reports, report cover sheets to do. But either way, that's sad news overall. It is sad. Um, but not three shows. Not, they're playing three shows: Birmingham, Manchester, London. And there's no yeah yeah three shows. There's no because I know there's no Scotland one which. All the Scottish people are pretty angry about. Yeah. But I I don't care. Um, to be fair, though, it's so cheap to fly places. Just fly there. Well, did you see that Newcastle United fan? There was a... I can't remember who they were playing. Or someone was playing Newcastle. And they instead of getting the train, it was cheaper to fly via Benidorm. <laughs> so they went via Benidorm for a night out and then straight to Newcastle. Yeah, it was I like that. £20. Yeah. Like, just travel. Versus, I think, like, over 100 on the train. Newcastle's fucking far The away. train. Did you see the, the person? Where was she coming from? There was a girl, um, a girl, I say a girl, a woman the other day who was coming from, I think she was going from Manchester to London or the other way. And her return train was £338. That's ins- Is that open return or? Yeah, I think so. Birmingham be. to London open return is £177. Yeah, yeah. Or 180 four if you want the uh, travel, the travel card, card as well. well which doesn't make you for ex- if you're trying to get points on your credit card it's not does not make financial sense to do that buy it separately because then you get two more points <laughs> two, two whole points yeah. but anyway we digress again yeah i like this this is fun i'm enjoying this episode <laughs> it's quite relaxed. It's a bit of a, a different feel for us today. We, we've um we haven't got any features on, as in like any guests on today. So we we've not done an episode like this for quite some time. Yeah, we missed it. So but we thought we'd do it. Yeah, it's, it's a bit stressful doing interviews. People don't. I was not saying it's, no, we don't enjoy it, but like there's a lot of work goes there, into it. It is there? a lot. You can definitely tell the ones where we are given the freedom to sort of do what we want to do with people. Yeah, like um. Hopefully she doesn't pull out, uh, but we've got Chloe Howell, who is a great pop star, um, coming on the show in January, and she's coming to us. We've got her for a couple of hours, and it's just one of those things. Actually, I do need to reply. Remind me, I need to pl- to reply to her PR. We keep ignoring her. It's very rude. I'm sorry, Tash. Um, and that that will be a really good one because she's like coming to us. We can make her a brew. Yeah. And just sit and have a chat. And you can hear it in, like, the one with Jamie was really good. The one with Joe was really good. The one with Steve from 36 Crazy Fist was really yeah, good. That, yeah, absolutely. And there are ones, uh, episodes kids. where... Yeah, exactly. And then there are ones where... Basically, any ep- episode where we're just left in the room for, like, yeah. an hour versus and, having someone there. And also able to set up before the band. Yeah. Like, like, like full transparency for people is that we usually catch people as they're on tour at a venue and we'll uh, arrange to go in and like it, it sounds like a really minor thing but sometimes we get in 10 minutes early we're allowed 10 minutes early and we can get set up in, t- in time no problem yeah. and then the like the flip side to that is where we get in they're already in the room waiting to start the interview and then we've got to set up which takes yeah. about 10 minutes and we're, we're like trying to talk to them but not talk to them about not things talk to, talk them, to them yeah. like on the podcast and so. then you get like stressed trying to set everything up so and then you're like, oh, fuck. 
and then you get sometimes you don't get the right setup anyway but yeah that's why we're doing this episode because we kind of missed just something to chat really yeah and we'll have our um year in review which we'll plan for this week and release in the in the coming week or so yeah should we put i'll put it out on new uh well actually probably before then we probably need to do it in 2018 don't we yeah, yeah a day after boxing day or something yeah that's a nice day. Yeah, we'll work out. We'll work out when the laziest day is on the in that Christmas period. Yeah, we'll do it then. Anyway, let's talk about the album that we've both been listening to a lot. Yeah, and uh, we've both been anticipating a lot as well this year. Uh, I know you you taken the approach. We were talking about the 1975, which is yeah. a brief inquiry into online relationships. Can I ask a question that I think you'll know the answer to? Yes. What's the difference between an inquiry and an enquiry? Uh, is an inquiry a- asking a question and an inquiry like an investigation? I have no idea. I- I'm, I'm, I don't know. But uh, let us know in the comments, which don't exist. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. Anyway, this is the 1975's much anticipated new album. Which, for the listeners who are OG, they'll know that Cameron and I both selected the 1975 as our favorite album of 2016. Yeah, it was also my favourite album, 2017. <laughs> Two years in a row. Um, and I, I I mean, I feel like we'll be revisiting this album next week. But how do you think it's, it's stood up to the hype? So, before the album was released, I took the approach, which I think I'll probably do again. I listened to Give Yourself a Try when that came out. Yep. I then listened to Two Time when that came out. And then they went on to release about another three songs off the album. And I went, do you know what? This is excessive before the album's come out. Especially when the album's coming out in about three weeks. I'm not going to... I'm going to stop listening to it. And I did. And then I was shit myself. Because I didn't really like Give it, uh, give, give Yourself, yourself a, try. a Try. Yeah. And I liked Two Time, but I didn't love it. Yeah. And then... The album came out what three weeks ago? Yeah, so three start weeks? start of December, end of November kind yeah. of time. Uh, and where was I? Where was I? I was going somewhere, I think, and I and I listened to it start to finish. That's it. I think I was working from home. Yeah, and I have a Amazon Alexa uh, Echo by my bed. Yeah. And I I said, right, played it start to finish, stayed in bed and just listened to it. And it was like, oh my God. And it was like, it didn't even, it didn't even, I didn't even need to like a second listen. Yeah. I was like, I fucking love that. Agreed. Uh, I, so my my listening experience, very different. I had um, a tight deadline for work the next day. Uh, I was up until two working. And it was only about half midnight. Uh, I, I got a notification about the or saw on tw- trending on Twitter. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh shit! What a good excuse!" Um, I listened to it start to finish twice in a row. Um, all the next day, like every commute, I put it on. Um, I think I, I'd taken a different approach in the lead up. I listened to all the singles quite extensively, and that actually made me less excited for the album or like more mm. more concerned that it wouldn't uh, live up to the previous 
albums and the, the quality which i mean we we will we the sorry we i'm assuming we love both albums as mm. much like the the 2016 i like when you sleep is my favorite of, of the two I'd i would but, um, go as far as saying the second album's a masterpiece right in in modern guitar pop rock so, music and the first album is a good album ha- after listening to them uh the new album and then revisiting the second album yeah. i it inspired me to make a playlist of perfect albums which was just like a list of albums i think are just 10 out of 10s yeah like not everyone will agree with all of them obviously but like for me they're start to finish bands yeah. um i don't think can this i album... can i assume one album yeah of course green day american idiot yeah it's on there yeah american idiot and and you know what that's even on there in spite of american idiot yeah but i mean it's but that was outplayed it's an iconic, in 2004 wasn't it, wasn't it? Yeah. or 2005 when that was released yeah so, uh, yeah, that was on there. And I listened to Jesus Suburbia in full, obviously, when I revisited that. Do you as know, well. when I was younger, just to go on another tangent, yeah. Uh, if I had, like, if I needed 10 minutes, if I had to wait for 10 minutes or something, put Jesus Suburbia I'd on. either put Jesus or Suburbia or Homecoming on. I put Runaway on. And now. then be like, oh, I fucking hate Runaway. You hate it. Well, I don't, I don't hate it, but I just don't understand how anyone can get through 10 it's, minutes. It's my of favourite it. Kanye West song. Oh, you and that, you fucking. <laughs> Even Kanye tweeted about it the other day. He's saying he can't make Yes, and he's music. having a mental breakdown. Yeah, but, you know, he's he's fine. Overall, he's fine, isn't he? No. No. But more than fine is this 1975 album, which yeah. I fucking love. Um, What's your favourite song? Uh, I like Be My Mistake, which is a bit of a, a sappy one. Uh, it's Did you watch the Spotify, one. Twitter... Camden Assembly. Uh, the one where he starts crying during Robbers. Uh, is that show because Matty B's on on stage? What's his name? Matty Healy. Matty Healy. Matty B. Who's Matty B? Lead singer of Muse. <laughs> Matt Bellamy. Um, brother of Craig. But he's <laughs> uh, he's on stage. I think I think it's Robbers they're playing, and he's just like in tears because he's like, what 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 have I done? No, I is, is that? Banquet, I think that might be the banquet oh, show. Well, yeah, it's, it's an intimate show in London. But it, what were you saying about Camden? It was, uh, did you see it? it no, I didn't cool. see it. No, it was a show for their top listeners. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, on Spotify. Yeah, and they didn't allow a guest list. They didn't allow any plus ones. Uh, and people who worked on the show. Weren't allowed to go either. Oh wow! Just because they were like, we 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 want to try and get as many fans in as possible. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about like. Obviously, it's it's a clear reward for listening to a band so much. Yeah. But I'm not sure how I feel about the oh you're a top listener so you get. X reward. I, I don't know how it works in terms of algorithms. I think obviously that if it's pure quantity that favors people who have more time to listen yeah, to yeah, exactly. music. Obviously, people who are working on pr- production lines, for example, or yeah, any I'm job, not, where, any like, job where you I can't, can't listen, listen to music. Yeah, I mean, like we compare like our minutes of yeah. listening time. I can listen to music at work, and you can't. Yeah. And like, my, I think I did a hundred one thousand. Yeah, every time. If you haven't done your Spotify raps yet, then you should do it because it's really interesting. Uh, mine was very embarrassing. Cause mine I changed. Did it? At one point, yeah. My uh, top genre changed from pop to indie. 
within a, a few days. I don't know if it's just my listening in that time yeah, change. Um, my top five were had Terry Venables in it. <laughs> uh, it had um, three lions, three lions, ninety eight version, and meat pie sausage roll by who's that? Granddad Elvis and Granddad, I think. That literally the chorus is meat pie sausage roll. Come on, England, give I don't a even think I've heard that song before. Oh, we got a corner. Oh, yeah, it's that's just it shows my listening habits though are, are just insane. That I just literally press shuffle on all my songs, and then I skip all the time. Yeah. So like there'll be songs on there that I've listened to on my top one hundred songs that I've listened to about. I I consciously listen to about four or five times. Right. And it's just because I l- listen to all my music in one big go that I don't really, unless something really grabs me, it doesn't really, doesn't really enter there. It's quite interesting because obviously I, I tracked my music on Last of Femme and there was like discrepancies in that. But uh, for Last of Femme, it only counts to play if you listen to Halfway. Right. Or I think it's less for Spotify. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But, um, that was that was quite interesting for me to, to have. See, are you still listening to the new nineteen seventy five record as much? Not as much as when I first blitzed it. Yeah. Um. But it's so the way the way I consume my music is, I've got a, a playlist called Current Rotation, which is any song where I'm like, oh yeah, I really like this at the moment. I should put that in there. And that's what I put on shuffle when I'm just. That's around. so much admin. It's not really that much admin, and and it means I like generally always have um a playlist that. I, I like everything on where I'm like this is just what I want to listen to right now that's my go-to because a lot of the time I feel like I, I don't know what I want to listen to and that's my go-to for that right um, and I'd say six seventy-five songs are on that playlist at the moment so whilst I'm not listening to it like start to finish as much as I was at the start because yeah. that's all I was doing I just put it on and put it on loop yeah, and yeah. let it run um, I'm still consuming it uh, I still like it, and I'd say the since the album dropped, I look more favourably on the songs that I were singles that I didn't previously like as yeah, much. Yeah, so I two think time it just works as it works way better as a, a whole, whole body of than, art. Yeah, absolutely, greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the um, uh, the story about the the guy is not something that that comes up on my shuffle. No, because like it's nice. It's nice as part of the album. Yeah, I like it as a, a touch. It's like a rest, isn't it? Is it's a good rest and it's a nice little story to follow. Um, I think overall, as a, a whole piece of art, like down to the name and the artwork, it works really well. Yeah. As like, um, I, what's the the next album called? They're releasing next year. Uh, and oh shit, it's called a note. Oh fuck, a note. It's part the next part of music for cars, but. I can't That's I can't coming out before Reading, you know. Oh shit! Yeah, of course it is. Fuck. They they don't have a they they don't have a release date yet set in stone. Yeah. But they've said it needs to come out before we play Reading. That concerns me a little bit. Well, I I felt like that, but I just kind of feel like I they know them. exactly what they're doing. I, now. I totally like have faith in that band. Yeah. Um, and I think generally a lot of bands can do two albums that I'll really enjoy and then a lot of the time they fall down on the third. Yeah. So I feel as soon as a band has three albums I love, 
that's it. I'm like, yeah, I believe in that band. I'm fully... Well, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid at that point. That is true, but then you have to accept at some point they're going to horribly, yeah, horribly yeah, disappoint you. Every band Please is see like that. Fallout Boy. Well, I mean, even like uh, Foo Fighters' latest album, like I've started to feel like... Yeah, but that's like their 12th, 8th album. Isn't but it? I'm, I'm saying like they can't... No band can sustain yeah, that yeah, yeah. with any... Um, any kind of longevity other than with super fans like absolute like any ACDC fan that goes to all their tours like realistically if you like the last three ACDC albums as much did as the you, early ones did you see the SNL skit um, this the week just gone about Weezer no so uh, that Matt Damon was the guest yeah and uh, they were all and there was like a dinner party scene and uh, one of the people say to like what the fuck are we listening to what the hell are we listening to? And uh, Matt Damon replies with, "Oh my, what have you not heard this? It's it's Weezer's it's Weezer's cover of Toto by Africa." <laughs> and then Leslie Toto Ch- by Africa, uh, yeah, uh, is that one? Yeah, <laughs> Africa by Toto. Um, and then uh, what's what's his name? Leslie Jones, I think. Leslie Jones is uh, they're getting to this big debate basically about whether or not. Weezer were have have stayed good or released anything since Pinkerton, and it's really funny. And you need to go watch. Okay, it. I'll, get, I'll it, give it, it a watch. It is it is very amusing to see. Uh, Are Weezer on it? No, no. But they have commented on it and been like, "Yeah, this is really funny." I'm being taken the piss out of. Do you see um, uh, Toto covered Hashpipe live? Did they? Yeah, as like a, a response slash thank you. It's so surreal seeing that because they're like just old guys. Now and they're like, yeah, well, this is not our song, but we're going to play Hashbite <laughs> by Weezer. But the thing is, like, everyone knows that, like, Africa. Yeah. Uh, but I can't imagine the, the crowd at a oh, Toto they, they show. Oh, they would know Hashpipe for sure, I think. No way. I think so. Hashpipe two different eras. Song. Hashpipe was uh, early 90s. It's only 10 years later, I think. It was one of the uh, earliest songs they released. You know, um, uh, Beverly Hills. I think it's Beverly Hills. Uh, what's the the music video where they're in, in the Happy Playboy Days? Mansion. Oh, um, that's Buddy Holly. Isn't Buddy it? Holly. So that was now released uh, a longer time ago. Between now and when that was released is longer than when that was released in Happy Days airing. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that is it's gross, isn't it? Yeah, I hate time. Make it stop. When did Motley Crue become classic rock? <laughs> did I? Um, <laughs> Have I seen you since my Christmas party? No, I, I haven't. Think so. Yeah. I right, so my Christmas party was two Fridays ago. It started at four. Uh, I left at half seven. Met a f- couple of our friends for a couple more drinks. I think I had six vodka red, uh, yeah, vodka cokes. Was well, so you, you had an interval? N- no, did you go back? Or? No, no, I oh, went okay. home. I was in bed by half nine. Right, and right. Uh, I think I had six double vodka. Cokes from what I can remember. I woke up at 5 a.m. in a world of pain. <laughs> threw I'm dying, up everywhere. I had to rush to the toilet, threw up. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was a bit pissed. Yeah. But I wasn't pissed enough to be like feeling like I was about to, my brain was about to combust. Right. And I was like, this is. This is what being old is. This is it. This is it. Yeah. Days of pain now. 
I've Who's got like, leaving drinks uh, on Thursday. I'm in work on Friday. Uh, after Bring Me the Horizon. Yeah. I was sick. <laughs> we had quite a big day at Bring Me the Horizon, to be fair. Uh, for listeners, we went to see them on their ammo tour. Was the first yeah. night of it? Yeah. First night, first UK night of the ammo tour, um, playing in Birmingham. We didn't see the support bands, which is the Fever 333. And Unarka. And Unarka. Uh, but we did we did thoroughly enjoy Brim. We had a few beverages before. Well, I was really And pissed. during. I had two pints of wine. Yeah. During it. But then me and we came back. And we the drinks after. Yeah. yeah. And then we, me and Steve had the Chinese here. <laughs> And then, at t- if you're eating, I would turn this off now, uh, but give us a five-star rating before you do. Uh, yeah, I woke up at 2 a.m. to be sick, uh, was sick, and I could have got the tinfoil tray that my Chinese had got, come in and just put it, <laughs> thrown up in that and handed it back to the Chinese and be like, this is yours. <laughs> It was literally just the Chinese coming back up. It hadn't, I don't think it'd even be digested. <laughs> it was horrible. But I just, I, I just can't drink anymore. I really can't drink. I feel like um, I have to battle through now, uh, and I'm still like, I, I don't know if we we have recorded or put out episodes since I came back from seeing Bonnie Bear in Berlin. But like, um, they, I, I always wondered like when I would. My, when my limit was like, you, you ever go out with Ali, our, our, our dear friend Ali? About two a.m., he's like, "I'm tired." Yeah, like I'm, it's time for me to go to bed. Like, I, I didn't, I don't always get that, but because they go so late in Berlin, in fact, my time for that is about half six, and I, I always thought, "No, I'll go to the end. I'll be the last one." I'm just, I'm just not like. As soon as half six comes, I'm like, "I'm dead. I'm absolutely dying." Uh, well, the half six is very early though. As in, like a.m. Yeah, like that. You shouldn't be up that late. Oh, that's I see. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's we're given the option. No, like, you shouldn't if, be staying up to that time. You just shouldn't. Well, anyway, like it was. It was. A, it's what they do in Berlin. They they were they were going till like nine in the morning. I asked what time the club shut, and they said, "I don't know." When people leave, is their answer. How insane is that? I, I left my jacket and went to go get it back. It was still there. My sister told me a funny story the other day that she, when she was in her first year of university and she was going to like dance clubs. Yeah. And she'd be like in these clubs and having drinks and stuff and to be like, I am naked. Why aren't all these people around me tired? <laughs> so, oh, they've got a load of narcotics in their system. Yeah. So what would you give the new 1975 album? Um, it, it's it's a tough one for me to to grade. Obviously, it's it's very very good. Uh, I'm just not sure if I give it the five. But however, I'm going to anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it the five, but not the Golden Monkey five, which you get at the end of Jungle Run. Yeah, I think I give it like a four point nine. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. It's not a ten out of ten. It's like a, an, I think a nine out of ten. It is did. Fine. Nearly, it did I will say, um, I was listening to the album. I was listening to it in my car. I was thinking about how much I love the 1975, and uh, and like in our WhatsApp group, when I kind of the f- around got round to the l- first time of listening to it, and I put in our WhatsApp group, I think they're the best band in the world. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, didn't go down. <laughs> think we didn't receive any kind of reaction from anyone else. Well, on I, that. I find it um, when people say 
that then obviously like it's subjective but i find it difficult to pick anyone else that's like so current as well yeah like, i mean if you say like oh food fighter is the best band in the world but like yeah that they've got the legacy and the history of course yeah. they're an amazing band but like who's your best band that's like doing something now yeah because like, I, re I remember having an argument with steve about whether or not foo fighters or coldplay were the biggest band in the world okay but to to your so it's like that that category of stadium yeah, yeah rock yeah. that pauline from down the road who hasn't bought a cd in 16 years doesn't know how to work itunes and yeah. never heard of spotify will go and see coldplay realistically like coldplay are never gonna get and they get so small that they'll play the academy three no could they no um or the Academy 2. I mean, that but would be an amazing fall from grace, though. That would be hilarious. I don't know. I'd like to put it through that. like a generator to see uh, what would actually need to happen. I reckon an album a year, every year, that's just, just awful. Like, just like I reckon minimalist. Chris Martin is discovered to be a paedophile. Right. And the other, th the other three. This is a hypothetical situation <laughs> we're discussing here. The other three. Uh, try and go it alone right but still under Coldplay the yeah. Coldplay moniker yeah uh, and it's a small sect of people that still go and see them right but yeah no I do think the 1975 are the best bands in the world no I, I and I was you know, this was my point in the story uh, I was driving to work I was listening to the album I was like fuck I love this album fuck I love their last album the th first album is a great debut album um they really make me happy. The music is just exactly what I want from a from a rock band, from a pop up band. It's just what I want from all music, and I nearly start crying. <laughs> I'm not joking. I nearly, <laughs> I got so emotional about how much I like the 1975, and nearly had a cry. No, because, and do you know why it was? I was speaking to someone, and I was saying, uh, what. What album are you going to be like when you have kids, if you have kids, um, what album would I be like, this is, listen to this. Like, I have fond memories of being in the car with my dad, and my dad being like, listen to this. Yeah. And be like, like all, um, What's all right now. Well, yeah, well, no, my, oh, all right, yeah, uh, free. free yeah, and, or Eagles or something and, like that. Yeah, the Eagles yeah. and stuff like that. And my dad would sit there and be like, uh, right, what instruments are playing now and stuff like that. And I remember hearing stuff like All Right Now and, and, and Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that and being like, fucking hell, what is this? And Michael Jackson, stuff like that. And I, and I would think, I was like, I like a lot of bands, but I don't know when I'm like 40, if I'm going to be like... You'll revisit that. This Listen to this album, Fredo. Yeah. And... My child, Fredo, will be like, why the fuck is he playing me this? Right. And then these, the 1975, I think, I can imagine myself putting this on and being like, listen to this, and then being like, wow. This is good. Yeah. be interesting to see how well it ages over like 10 years. Mm. That'd be quite... I think part part of what I love a lot about this band, I know um, I, I... Shout out to, to Redders, who we, we've talked to a lot about or talked to a mm. lot um previously on the on the show and um he he really liked the band 
if before they were 1975. They had a few name changes prior to that. Right. I think they got through like five names within like two years. They just hadn't settled on one. Um, and I remember talking to him before or like as the, the first album was released. Because I, I, I think I found out about them through not, uh, Last FM on the EPs, like Sex EP and stuff like that. And then I remember almost being disheartened a little bit when the first album came out and they used songs from the EPs, which really is like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Um, and uh, I remember talking to him about how much I liked it. He was like, yeah, I always wonder if they'd make it because they, they change their name so often. And I thought they'd just fade away. But um, it, he, he's like, it, it's really good for me to, I think, to see a band I've invested so much in so early yeah. do so well. And that sounds like quite egotistical, but it's, it's quite nice to have that pay off in a way. Like, uh, if, if the Atlantis had gone on to play, like, the shows they're playing, you'd feel really good about it. It's like seeing your, your kids grow yeah. up in a way, isn't it? Well, that's how I've always... That's why I still give, like, think about Yumi at Six. Right. That's the only reason I even have, an, like, a small amount of interest in Yumi at Six. Right. And that's because I saw them support the audition at the Academy 2 in like 2007 or whenever it was. And now they're playing like massive venues or, or ha- and at one point we're playing like arenas and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, I was literally here at the start of that. And that's the only reason I still kind of go, oh, let's see if they've actually brought some of that magic back. Mm. And to a smaller degree, I have that with Enshikari, but I feel like they're not. I've made you a tea and you haven't fucking drunk oh, any shit, of is it. Oh, there? I've, you know, I've been reading that mug because it says, in loving memory of Amrit. <laughs> Who's Amrit? I'll, I'll drink it now. It's probably cold, but that's fine. Amrit was a temp that uh, was made permanent at work and then quickly fired afterwards. Sheldon's just downed a cold tea. That was lovely. Thank you, Cameron. <laughs> that is gross. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think general consensus is we both love the 1975 album. And I think for the listeners for the year, I doubt this is the last time you'll hear us talking about it. But we don't want to spoil anything for no. the, uh, yeah. the year in review, do we? Definitely listen to the year in review when we say that the 1975 album is our favourite album <laughs> of the year. I mean, you could pick... It'd be funny if... Actually, I say that. not Not to give anything away, but... If 1975 are your three favourite albums. I know. Um, do, do you want to know something funny? Yes. In my Going back to Spotify raps, you know, um, when I posted mine in the WhatsApp group and Def Havana were my top artist. Sorry? Say in, that again. So when I... So Spotify rapped, yeah. Yeah. And Def Havana were my top artist. Do you know what that is? Because uh, we reviewed them, or...? No, because... You were banging on about that album in 2016. All these countless nights, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, fuck off, Sheldon. <laughs> I remember then, seeing that as the uh, the year in review, because I remember planning for that. And I'm thinking, like, I can't... Because it was quite a weak year, was it? Uh, 2017, was that? Yeah, it was last year, wasn't it? I oh, know, because the rituals come out last year. Was that this year? No, it was this year. Well, either either way. Last week. I, that was, uh, I remember... Going through my shortlist and being like, I just really like every song on this. Definitely well, album. let me get let me get to this. Yeah. So the top artist, and that's because after you chose all that, yeah. that the trigger as your favorite song of the year, uh, and it was um, Seattle or or something. I, I picked the album as my favorite album of the year. 
Yeah, but no, and the New Year's Eve quiz. Uh, I didn't pick that. Was it her? I hardly picked that, yeah. <laughs> Second name again. Um, Alex picked that. Yeah, George picked that. Um, uh, so, what you picked it, and... Um, I didn't pick it. Just for the sake of the story, you okay, picked okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. And I was like, do you know what? To the start of 2017, I'm actually going to listen to this album. Yeah. And then, like, four months later, I was like, fucking hell, this is a good it's album. It's a great album. So I, like, delayed by four months, was like, oh, I listened to this, and listened to it loads. Yeah. And then, obviously, didn't listen to another album for the rest of the year that was as much as it did the Death of Anna album. The best bit about um, Alex picking that in that quiz is I knew that you think I'd picked it. Yeah, but then I didn't, because you picked something else. Yeah, I can't remember. Either either way, Death we do of Anna. It uh, no, the, Don Broker. For the um, listeners, we do a music. We did a music quiz last year. I don't know if we're doing one this year. Don't think uh, so. Don't, don't think we're doing anything with New um, But either way, we did a music quiz, and you just got to guess whose song is which. Whose favorite song? Either way, that's a great. I love that album, uh, Death of Anna. Uh, I don't think they've really gone on to do much since. The rituals didn't really seem to go down that well. They played Reading quite high up, but and they played Brixton. Last week, I just don't know where bands like that go now. Do you know what I mean? Like, how do you? Yeah, it's one of those things, through. isn't it? It's like, how did you get? Do you beget? Do you beget? I th- I suppose you've got to then give them another album to see where this new sound in yeah. quotation marks goes. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they can pursue that further. But I. You know, I, I liked all these countless nights. I, I thought that was a good level. But artists like to do things differently, don't they? I mean, it'd be sad, though, if they don't go on to do something special because then we'll have lost Death of Anna. Well, I say lost. But, like, lost Lone Atlantis. We're the ocean. We are. <laughs> <laughs> it'll just be one of those... It'll be so sad, wouldn't it? Like, all that kind of era of bands. I was so disappointed when We're the Ocean played Slam Dunk that year. I've thought about it recently. And like, I was so ready for a nostalgia fest, and like they were just so not good <laughs> at all. Just get Dan on for what? I know they probably hate each other based on the fact that he wasn't there because Dan would have been at that that festival somewhere because yeah, he's, he's a raw power man. He's Moose Blood played, so there's no way he wouldn't have been there. But just mm. get him on stage. He can, he's not forgotten the lyrics, I'm sure. I remember I met. Our friend at Spotify. I don't know if I can say his name. Oh, okay. Our friend at Spotify. Um, f- at the Spotify offices last year. Was it last year? Yeah. No. It was around the time that Dom... When did Dom Broker's album come out? Last February, February this year. Fe- February this year. Yeah, February, February this, year. this year, yeah. Um, and I... Uh, we got talking to this other guy that works at Spotify. And... Uh, we were talking. We got talking about we are the ocean, and Dan. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, they kicked him out." Yeah, yeah, they did. And then he tried to make it seem that he went to a manager role. Yeah, that he it was like a like an acrimonious. Yeah. Okay, I'll be your manager now, guys. And he was like, "Well, he's doing really well now." And where are they? And it was like, oh. it was a shame because Liam's a very talented singer. Yeah, he just, is. Just do you follow him on Instagram? No. He's like... What's he doing with himself these days? Well, it seems to be... 
It's like he's gone, right, I'm just going to copy what Dallas Green does. Oh, is he doing... Um, um, I, like, yeah, so now he's doing, like, acoustic. He's not released anything, though. No. And he keeps on playing in pubs. It's a bit sad, really. It's a bit sad to see that. It does feel a bit like... So he was a bit of a, a USP for them, in my opinion, because he was a he was a classically trained vocalist mm. in like a post-hardcore band. There were there were a lot of times that parallels between them and Alexis on Fire were raised. I mean, they went the first stuff was yeah. literally them ripping yeah. off, which is you know as we talked about with with Waster. They look out for that episode uh, that when you're starting out as as you did with Tomorrow Will Trust, you sort of just play what you're listening to. Yeah, you sort of just do that. So maybe forgive the uh, the early stuff. That's going back to that podcast with Alan, Alan Phillips and Sean Smith. Uh, Alan Phillips admitted that uh, Undercover Lover with Frankie from the Saturdays is essentially just dancing on the ceiling by Lionel Richie. With Frankie from the Saturdays? Yeah. Is she on that? Yeah, the female vocal oh, on I that did not is, know that was Frankie from the Saturdays. I'll give you the, the tenuous link. It is um, Jason Perry, who I believe is cursed and... The producer, bra- yeah, the, yeah, the one that I asked Simon from Don Broker about if he'd broken yeah, the yeah, curse yeah. of Jason Perry. Uh, had he produced the Kids in Glass Houses record, Dirt, he also produced for McFly, Dougie from McFly was going out with Frankie. That's how they got him on the record. Wow, that is a tenuous link, yeah. but I don't really like that song very much. No, because it's shit. Oh, okay, it's shit. We've been going for quite a while now. Do you want to stop? I was going to say we we were going to cover the six nine album, but that's not because it's not very good. Is it not? Well, it's, it's it's a six nine album. I mean, <laughs> it's a sound. In, in in his own words, Where the music s- I make is trash. It's just hot. If trash. you if you release the meme, right element out of SoundCloud rap, okay. Where do you stand on it? SoundCloud rap in general. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's a it's a very large pool of of various liquids and if you swoop down from the mountain and glide over that pool and put your cup in you're going to get some you're going to get some nice diet coke but you're also going to get some real real horrible shit in there I think there's some okay bits of SoundCloud rap like uh, one of the artists like we haven't done a soundcheck showcase for a bit like a, a proper one but like um is a guy called Joji and Nothing Nowhere, who are two artists I was going to pick. Um, they're both SoundCloud rappers or could be described as such. Uh, Joji's a, more of a YouTuber. Um, but they are very good, in my opinion. But obviously, there's there's so much shit. Do you like that Post Malone Sunflower song? I've not heard it. Is it from the Spider-Man? Yeah. No, I'm not a big fan. It's fucking shit. I'm not a fan of that. Fucking like Post Malone. Fuck it. Didn't realise we had Charlemagne on the show, but here we go. You can call it mayonnaise music if you want, Cameron. Just call it that if you want to. I feel like calls it. I mean, it is though, isn't it? If you if you want to call it mayonnaise music, that's your problem. I just think it's occasionally good music. It's good chill hip hop. Right, but do you... Just let's talk about... Post Malone for five minutes. Okay. Do you think if Post Malone didn't dress like a homeless person... Yeah. ...and have tattoos on his face... Right. ...people would be interested in him? Uh, I I feel like you could say that about many artists. Yeah, but I think it plays into a big... A bigger... Like if Adele... He's... If Adele was 
could sing the way she could sing, but she was Asian. Right. And dressed like a, I don't know, an accountant. Okay. Uh, that wasn't a stereotype, by the way. Right. Um, it's, she, she's not a good accountant. Uh, that I, people would still be interested in her because her voice is so amazing. Okay. Whereas he is basic at best. Like, his music is basic. Not as in, like, I, I'd hate the term as in, like, basic bitch. I hate that. Right. I just think it's a really basic sound. If, if it is, and like... And it's just people being like, oh, my God, look, he's so cool because he looks like a homeless man. I, I listen to the music regardless of what he looks like. I, I yeah, enjoy but the you, music. Yeah, but you... Ha- th- You've got to remember about things like hype and stuff like that and how he's been pushed onto people. Uh, but I, I think uh, him, the hype around him and him being like a, a homeless person or like, like, I don't care about like, that's his attitude. Like, I'm going to wear Crocs. He did a Crocs collab. Like, it's just stupid. Yeah, but that's part um, of it, isn't it? It's like, oh, but he doesn't give a shit. Oh my God. Like, yeah, but that's, he probably does. And he's like, people are buying into, oh, 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 he's so cool. You're saying if he was if he was black and he had like uh cornrows and did the same music dressed like like what a lot of other rappers wear right didn't look well, like I'm a homeless s- man I'm Flex. That, like him him having that style is so different to the status quo in the genre it's like when everyone else zigs zag to get attention kind of thing and it, it it's worked for him um uh, I don't have an. Uh, I know it's not really. People say it's not my my place to have an issue with him, appropriate or not appreciating culture or whatever. Um, no, I'm not saying like, it's cultural appropriate. I'm saying that the opposite. I'm saying well, sort of. I'm saying that he doesn't make very good music. Okay. Or no, not not. It's not very good. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's good either. And I think he's been elevated to a position because he's a white guy that looks like a homeless man that's kind of going, oh, well, oh, look how... So I think if he was a white guy that dressed like every other hip-hop artist, I don't believe it would have worked for him as well. I think if he um, dressed like Eminem, I don't know, yeah. like I'm trying to think of other white artists, white rappers. Macklemore. Um, yeah, if he, if he did stuff like that. I, I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked as well for him, but that wouldn't have got anyone's attention because it's not different. Yeah, but that's, it's that's, that's surely what, that's got to be problematic though. Why is that, that problematic? Be, because it is like one of those things where it's just like, oh, this crazy white dude is doing this crazy white shit. Well, I, th- I think, uh, I, I don't think it's problematic if it's if it's getting, it's getting him attention or it has maybe got him attention because generally, like, there's a a culture around hip hop, like wearing certain clothes or doing acting in a certain way, and he's just yeah. But it's like, got the intention of so- look at Reading, for example. Yeah. He's now headlining Reading. Yeah, he is had a massive attendance at Reading last. Yeah, yeah, last biggest, year biggest crowd I saw probably probably uh, behind Kendrick actually, um, and like that. He's making music that isn't that good, 
But a lot of people disagree with yeah, that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. They only think that because he's been pushed on everyone as this this white guy that dresses funny. But I he's feel making like if, if he was white it, and dressed funny and made bad music, he wouldn't be able to headline ready. No, but I'm saying I'm saying that if, the, if he fell down at the music, he wouldn't be able to headline ready. No, I'm I'm saying the music isn't bad, but it's not right. good. It's he's not, not not making great music. Right. Okay. It's not like he's releasing um like fucking college dropout or anything like that. No, he's, no, he's not. But um it's it's not pushing the envelope like college dropout. Yeah, and do, but and, and if you if you put him in any other scenario, if you make him look like uh I don't know, uh fucking what's his name? The one that's got a, a, a gammy eye. Oh, I don't, I don't know. Shit. Oh fuck, what's his name? Oh that's gonna really annoy me. But um okay, let me think of someone else. What kind of artist are you thinking of? Like a, I'm I'm trying to think like of a rapper. Yeah. Like Travis Scott, for example. Or No, there was someone that that made like similar music and I can't remember his name uh, at all. Anyway, um <sighs> shit now I know I I Okay, now I don't know. Fuck's sake, what is his name? But um, now I've forgotten my point. Yeah, if 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 Post Malone looked like a stereotypical black rapper, he wouldn't be anywhere near as big as he is now. Uh, Fact. Well, I, I mean, I, I agree, because I don't think he would have got the initial attention, because it's not... It, it wouldn't he be releases all the same music and he was black. He would not be as popular as he is now. But he wouldn't have got the initial explosion, for sure. Yeah. Because it's it's not... Uh, he, he's got a, an eye-catching brand because it's so different to everything else. Yeah, but I'm it? saying like, if he released... Like nine, like his yeah, but if, trash, he, if but... he released all the same music that yeah. you're saying, if it, stand alone yeah. by the music, he he's that's why he's big. Yeah. He well, no, not... I'm, I'm, I'm saying... Lot, Lots of bands release good music and don't get as big as like maybe they should be, but like he part of his initial growth was him acting the way he's acting. The same with Six Nine, like he's been he's made himself a meme and it's getting him plays. Like it, yeah, music, not- his music's not that good. He even admits it. Like my music, he, he says my music's trash. It's just hot trash. Yeah, but it's not as big as Post Malone, is he? Not in the UK for sure. He's, he's big in the US though. I mean, he was until his recent issues of well, I don't know what he's been accused of racketeering, fraud, yeah, like all of it, everything. Please see below. I just think that the, I did, there's, don't think there's any denying that Post Malone wouldn't wouldn't be as big if he was black. I I I I'm in, inclined to agree with you, but at the same time, it's a total hypothetical, isn't it? It's like I, I you don't know. Well, it is and it isn't because there probably are black artists that are making similar music to Post Malone that just aren't as big. But again, to the discussion of like are musicians or artists just about the the music itself, and the answer is, is no. Like they're always looked on as yeah, marketing. yeah, no, I to- yeah, I totally agree. And, and part of that is yeah, Post Malone looks like a fucking hipster, but it, and I don't put it all on him. But there is a lot of he will have been pushed more than other artists because him being more white. marketable or white 
I, I I don't know if it would be as, as skinny. Look at Ed Sheeran. But that he's he's not changed his approach. Like no, ever. no. So Ed Sheeran. You see that picture of him and Beyonce on stage? Yeah, that was fucking. That pissed me. me off so much. I, I tweeted if um for context if um Beyonce was wearing this massive pink dress yeah. like really um elaborate pink dress and Ed Sheeran looked like he was going to a Tony Hawk convention. <laughs> Uh, and someone tweeted he was the a fact custom that, skater on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yeah, too um, the fact that Beyonce is expected to dress like this and Ed Sheeran's still allowed to dress like a man child really boils my piss which I did quite like boils oh, was, my yeah, piss yeah quite nice um, and I tweeted and quoted that tweet and said if Beyonce wanted to wear sweatpants and a hoodie she would because she would like if, look if at, at her any Coachella point, performance. Like, uh, she wore shorts and a jumper. Need, like needed to change his look. People would have been like Ed, put a fucking suit on. Yeah, but he's not Michael Bublé, is he? No. So it's, uh, that that piss, that boiled my piss. That tweet. But yeah, I just think I post Malone. I the thing about cultural appropriation. I'm I'm not I'm not saying that he is culturally like if well. Whether or not he is, I, I suppose he is appropriating the culture of black people. But I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing because it's just music, and if he's not hurting anyone, then he's, he's just doing things he likes. Yeah, right. but you can say that through him being white, he is more popular than he would be if he was a black artist. Or there are, if you compare him to a black artist at around the same time, uh, that's making. It's very similar music that sub like okay music. Yeah, Post Malone is now huge. He's now in all, and a large part of that is the um the samples he's is all the the like what they call collabs he's getting on. Yeah. Um like he had Nicki Minaj, uh Twenty One Savage, which is the only song that Charlemagne likes. He's like, Yeah, I like that verse, nothing else. <laughs> I don't know so why good. you slate Charlemagne so much. He's, he's ama- racist. He's not. He's music He's racist. Not. You've watched one compilation of him slagging <laughs> off white people. He said, uh, complimented Machine Gun Kelly about his Eminem diss track. Oh, did he? He was like, that is fire. Oh, okay. I'll take it all back, Charlotte. Yeah. He's an amazing <laughs> broadcaster. and We wouldn't have put some respect on my name without Charlotte. Or that um, amazing 6 9 interview. Both yeah. of them. The last ever one before he goes to prison. That is mad, isn't it? That, he, that Charlemagne was literally like, can you start fucking behaving yourself, please? you're going to go to prison. <laughs> and then three days later, it's like, all right. Then Facing 200 years in prison or something stupid. Out. So, d- True Geordie got... Um, Sean Atwood. Yeah. He's great. I was going to ask you if you like Sean Atwood, but he's saying that he doesn't see any way that 6 9 can avoid jail time. Mm-hmm. If it's like three years or whatever. But interesting, um, on 6 ix latest album, he actually has a fill uh, from, let me find the guy, uh, Bobby Schmurder. Right. Who's a, a rapper. Uh, I'd not heard of him prior to this, but he's currently in prison. And he's got a fill from him on the phone. Uh, and it's like, it's it's terribly recorded. It's on the, the main song. I think it's called Stupid. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not a terrible song. I quite enjoy it. It's quite energetic and lively. I don't like the whole album, but it's quite weird that he's got a 
it was quite a big thing that he's got a fill from a artist who's currently in prison. <laughs> and now they can, sh- now they just like you know. They I don't think I've ever heard a six nine song. He is big though. I know. Like, what well, in the states he is? Yeah, in the states. Yeah, I don't think he'd be like he was going to play here. They all his shows got cancelled. <laughs> no one will book him because he's he like. D- I think he probably is a bit mentally ill. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Going off like, like how he acts on the Breakfast Club, that's it. That's all I'm going off. But at points, I'm like, is this normal behaviour? But at, yeah, at the same time, is um everything you said in the first interview was sort of true? Yeah, no, it's just the way, sort of the just the, the way the God he complex was. almost, yeah. isn't it? It's just a bit. It was either that or he was on a lot of drugs. I think he just needs to be like. He needs someone to check, to check his gang- gangster, yeah. as he says. And now now the FBI have done that, so... Hopefully they do it to Donald Trump next. Uh, um, Jeremy Corbyn's just uh, said he's going to do a vote of no confidence in the government. Oh, is he? So that'll well, be exciting. What we'll a good way to week. round off the podcast, starting where we left off. That's literally, as we've been recording, that's happened. He's oh, yeah, he's that. done it, hasn't he? I don't think he's oh. done it, or just said he's going to do it. Tabled a motion, no confidence in Theresa May. But has he tabled it or is he? What the fuck does that mean? Does that mean we're going to have a general election? So that means uh, he will table a vote of no confidence, and if two thirds of MPs, that means he needs all of the opposition and some Conservatives to do it as well. He'll be hoping to get some Leave and Remainers on his mm-hmm. side. If two thirds agree, then the government has two weeks to propose a second government, and if people don't agree on getting behind that government, we have a general election. Fuck's <laughs> Yeah, we don't have time for a general election. Not another one. Uh, but he's done this because he wanted the uh, vote to be earlier rather yeah. than like the twenty first of January or whatever, which is which is stupid. To be fair, it's quite insane. The if you thing pretend is, it's not though, real. right? And what I quite like is if they just sacks every MP, right? And and who was it? It was, uh, going back to James O'Brien, I'm not a James O'Brien fanboy, just listened to a podcast he was on the other day uh, and then did some background research afterwards. Uh, And he said on this podcast that he wants to make people have like like a certain type of person, like experts, have like national service as an MP. Right. So like Brian Cox has to go and be minister for... Science. Yeah, for science. And he has to do that for four years, and then, and then it gets passed on to another expert that has to do that four years. Right. And who else did he use as a good example? I, I can't remember, but yeah. Interesting. Right. Let's wrap this up now because I need my bed. Okay. Thanks for listening. There's like no way no one, anyone no. is listening to this bit. So. Now's the time to share your deepest and darkest secrets. I was, ne- I was think, I was considering. <laughs> what can I say now? Get considering about saying what my password is, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. No, because that's the sound check password as well. <laughs> we don't want to do that. <coughs> Bye. Bye.